0: All right. Steve Palmer here. It is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. In the midst of March Madness, we're going to get some more Blitz Madness. That means it's uh, Randy and Loper Day or Loper and Randy Day over at 99.7 The Blitz. And that means we're going to interface with them momentarily to take legal questions, answer legal questions, and provide just general life advice as we do every single Wednesday uh, until we interface with them a couple announcements uh, as always, I am taking Q&A, that is, questions that I will answer at the Lawyer Talk Podcast website. You can go right there to LawyerTalkPodcast.com. I've got plenty in the bank that are coming, so if you've submitted a question, just be patient. I do have another job, and I get to them sooner or later, and yours will be answered. If you want uh, us to cover something at the roundtable, you know, I say this every week, but I mean it. If you want us to cover something at the roundtable with Norman, Brett and the rest of the crew here, uh, you can send us a note that way, too. Again, LawyerTalkPodcast.com. Uh, and then finally, you know, we've been doing this now for, I don't know, two years, over two years, maybe three years. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of expense invested into it. And, you know, you could be a Patreon. You could you could give us a, a dollar a month. You could give us uh, $2 a month. Hell, you could give us $100 a month. We'll take that too. I'm not uh, saying we're going to stop doing this if you don't become a Patreon. I'm just saying, you know, have a heart. Gas costs a lot of money. We have to get here to the studio. I mean, Norm has to drive hours and hours and hours uphill both ways in snowstorms every single day to get here and it's costing him a fortune so uh you know a, a little patronage would be most appreciated and with that it looks like the blitz is ready to interface i'll shut up about it uh you know what to do here we go with loper and randy all
1: right get ready all right steve palmer my lawyer could be yours how you doing steve
0: i'm doing great how you guys doing this morning
1: Dude, we just talked to Matt Brown, uh, you know, of course, uh, a friend of yours as well, and uh, he's getting ready to go to war this weekend, man. Are you ready?
0: I am ready. I, I'm so excited that he gets to fight here in our own backyard. I mean, it, it just it couldn't be more perfect for him.
1: So cool, man. Uh, let's go to line one here. Uh, we'll go to Grove City for this one. I know Randy's got an incredible question here in a second. It's going to blow your mind. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's incredible. Uh, water quality question from Jen. Hey, Jen, how are you? I'm doing good so you are on with steve palmer what's your question
2: so um i live in a trailer park and the water quality is not okay when you let it sit in a cup or a bowl or something like brown sediment just settles at the bottom Mm. um when it comes out of the faucet it's brown it is gross no one trusts to drink it or to give it to pets or use it for cooking or nothing like that it is 100 percent undrinkable um and people have been trying to get a hold of someone to come out and test it, uh, make a report about it, possibly bring it to the news, something like that. And then other people are saying that if we do bring too much attention, then possibly it will shut down our trailer park and then we will be without a home. Now, are they able to just shut it down and kick us out and not like buy us out or something?
0: Yeah, boy, that's a. Like
2: that for
1: everybody at the trailer court. It's like that for everybody.
2: Every single trailer, yes.
0: Wow, wow. That that's like that sounds like a movie scenario. That sounds like Aaron Brockovich. Um,
2: yeah, I want to say there's almost like 200 trailers there.
0: Wow. Uh, I got to tell you, I this is going to take. This would take more than the time allotted here for me to think this through and sort it out. I would say this. I, I'm not sure. You got to first figure out who's responsible for the water, who's responsible for the contamination. Can you prove who's responsible for the contamination and whether it's actually harmful? You know, there's, uh, you know, I, I, I've had water from wells that doesn't taste the greatest, and I don't think it's necessarily bad, but, uh, you know, I, we'd have to get a lot of information to get this figured out. This is going to require somebody a lot smarter than I am who does this kind of uh, lit- groundwater litigation. And, you know, you're going to need geologists who are experts. In fact, uh, a friend of uh, the show here, my show anyways, Jay Simons, he's a, he's a geologist, and he could provide some input. You're going to need an attorney who's done this kind of litigation before. This is a complicated mess, in other words. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to try to run interference on it and get you plugged in or the, 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 the whole development plugged in with the right person. Just give me a shout, 614-224-6142.
1: now steve like what do people do like you know when when they're in a a financial situation where it might not be so readily available to just uh to get themselves a lawyer and like at the end you you know you might not win any money but you know how do you pay for something like that you know like how does that
0: work yeah it gets difficult so a lot of attorneys who do this kind of litigation will fund it and they'll fund it based on their assessment of what the outcome will be and you know they would say look we're going to take a contingency on the case and uh, we can help with expenses along the way. Uh, but ultimately, the clients are responsible for the expenses out of the reward if uh, we win. So gotcha. that the contingency fee structure is there for a reason. It's there to address the reason you're talking about. So if you get somebody who doesn't have the means to hire a lawyer and they've been in a car accident, for instance, and uh, the, if, if we weren't allowed as attorneys to take contingent fees, then that person would never be represented because the time, the money, the expense that we put into it if you don't have uh, at least the hope of some sort of uh, fee structure at the end, you're not going to do the case. There's just too much invested.
1: Gotcha. All right, let's go to line two. Jeremy has a lease question. What's up, Jeremy.
2: Hey, good morning, everybody. Thanks for taking my call.
1: Yeah. You're on with Steve, Um, man. Go right ahead.
2: Cool deal. Uh, I moved into this new apartment. It's like a duplex situation upstairs, downstairs kind of thing um, about five months ago. And long story short, it's been just catastrophic experience. Um, However, I think our landlord is—he is, kind of gave me a handshake agreement a while back to let us out of our lease early uh, since, uh, in the spring, which is now. And I was just wondering what I need from him to make that ironclad going forward if he if he does agree to let us out of the lease. Like what what paperwork needs to be filled out? What needs to happen? Also, side question: um, He he comes over unannounced all the time. And uh, a couple of days ago, he came over and I overheard him and the downstairs tenant, which is the person we have the most problems with um, they're basically in cahoots and they were talking about how they were threatening to claim that I did some damage to her ceiling um, if uh, if they wanted to scare me essentially like uh, um, it's a really kind of a screwy situation but they're, they're in they're in cahoots somehow it's really weird um, so I was hoping you could give me a little bit of a
0: yeah. yeah you know. Well, let's start with the first question, because that's going to be an easier one. I, I think the, the answer to that is it's got to be in writing. It's got to be in writing. It's got to be in writing. Uh, anything that is going to modify a written contract uh, can only be modified in the same way. And if, if he's really going to let you out, if he's really going to put his money where his handshake is, then he's going to have to sign a document that gives you a release or terminates the lease without any sort of punishment or or uh, repercussions. And we call that in law sort of, I think we'd probably call it a hold harmless agreement where everybody agrees that they're not going to go after the other. So if he did give you a handshake agreement and uh, he actually meant it, then what you do is you approach him and say, I want out. Can we do a written agreement to let me out? And it could be something simply, and I guess I should back up. You should first start with what's in your lease. There may be some provision for it there. There may be a provision that says uh, this lease can be terminated upon agreement of the parties b- by written addendum or something. And uh, that would give you a guide, sort of a guide map on where you need to go and what you need to write. But uh, it could be something very simple that both parties hereby agree to terminate the lease, bye-bye. And if he signs and you sign and you go on out the door and move out, everybody's happy. I think that, if you can get it done, will resolve your second question, which is what do you do about this alleged setup scenario or plot uh, I would uh, I would hope that you could just resolve it by getting out of there. It sounds like no place you want to live. And then as a general matter, if they are going to do something like that, there has been discussion like that, you just want to document it. Um, even if you just write it down and say, on X date, I heard this, and then keep a log of everything you hear, that's better than just relying on your memory later. If you've got others that hear it or heard it, or are witness to something like that? Then get them on, on record too, and by record, I just mean a written a, a statement, if nothing else. Uh, and then you can um, you can keep that for later. Uh, but that sounds pretty sinister, I, I got to say.
1: Yeah. cool. Right. thank you. Sir. Thanks. Yeah, Jeremy. Thanks, man. All right, Randy. Uh, so your situation, uh, you got to tell Steve about this. Okay.
3: So my cousin gives birth last week, and um, she's very thin, like the thinnest woman you could ever imagine she's just tiny um so then the doctor comes in delivers it stitches her up because she tore very badly tore very badly she goes home and she said she could just she was in so much pain and it started to kind of smell so she knew something was really wrong They went to the emergency room and they're like, yeah, your, your flesh is decaying. Yeah. What? They, the, the doctor who delivered her baby and stitched her up did not stitch her up properly. And they should have sent her into surgery to stitch her up and they didn't. So she went, had to go to emergency surgery uh, a day ago and they had to reattach her anus. Wow. They, I mean, it's severe. She has to be on liquids for two months because she cannot go to the bathroom properly. She has to be bedridden for two months with a newborn. Newborn.
0: Unbelievable. and
3: i mean i'm thinking uh, malpractice uh, so she goes into the colleague of the doctor who delivered her and the colleague was like i'm so sorry she should have since you went to emergency surgery immediately she you should have never been sent home right. the lady marked it as a 1 under the classifications of the the severity of the tears and she was in actu- actuality a 4 boy
0: Yeah, this is a this is a medical malpractice case. I'm happy to help out with it. We can get uh, our good friend Dave Goldstein involved and uh, get the case assessed and uh, get it represented. I mean, this is uh, this is a lawsuit. What if it's out of state? What if it's out of
3: state? Yeah, we can still
0: yeah we can we can uh, engage the right people and get it done that way. I'd I'd much rather be the quarterback of it up here because uh, you know I trust myself. So. I trust you <laughs> we trust we, you too we
3: love you you've helped us so many times we only uh, we only trust you to be honest
0: yeah have her call me you got the bat phone she can use it um, have her call me I'll be happy to talk her through it and uh, get her some help quickly thank is,
1: you so much is there so a fine much. line of medical mal, uh, malpractice like how to how to tell like what's going on with, with that I mean is it tough to accuse
0: yeah uh, so it, the general standard is going to be this: one, you got to prove the malpractice; you got to establish that it, whatever medical care fell below what should have been done. And you know, in Ohio and, and many other states, you got to actually have an expert, another doc, another surgeon, another person uh, to come in and say that that yeah, I've I reviewed this and it's bad. Uh, but then you have to have damages, and I, you don't have to have damages to make the claim, but you have to have damages to get a lawyer interested. And, and the reason sort of like the landlord tenant question before. Um, or, I mean, forgive me, the water question before is like you got to have lawyers interested uh, to put in the time, the money uh, and the effort to get paid out. So if somebody say they had stitches and um, the stitches were, were done incorrectly and the cut took a little bit longer to heal. Well, that could be malpractice, but there's no reward there. There's not really any permanent uh, disfiguration or damage. Now, in the case that we're talking about, it sounds like there are significant damages, and that is what will get a malpractice lawyer interested. And then the issue is, how do you find somebody who's not going to be the quintessential carnival barking ambulance chaser and really get to the person who is the lawyer's lawyer, the the guys that the ambulance chasers call when they need real litigation, and and that's where I can help.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, the one and only Steve Palmer, and, you know, I'm I'm a judger, like when it comes to, like, radio and podcasts and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of stuff that sucks out there. But uh, Steve Palmer has uh, been a student of the game, if you will, and created a great podcast for himself, and I say that in all truth, Steve, tell them how they can get your podcast and how they can call you if they need you.
0: Yeah, it's simple. Go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. That's the easiest way. Or you can just look up Lawyer Talk Podcast and you'll find it wherever you get your podcast. But uh, the website is a great way. We've got different types of uh, episodes now with questions and answers series, as well as some bigger legal topics if you're interested in that and some long form discussions, uh, interviews of pretty influential people. We had JD Vance on. a couple oh, awesome. of weeks ago. So uh, really good content there. And then, you know, I still have a thriving legal practice and you can always catch me there. 614-224-6142 or OhioLegalDefense.com. You know, it's March Madness and madness seems to happen this time of year. So uh, if you do need my help, just give me a shot.
1: Steve Palmer, ladies and gentlemen, my lawyer could be yours. Thanks so much, Steve.
0: Hey, Thank thanks you. guys. All right. Uh, another great uh, Q and A series over there at uh, the Blitz. I tell you, um, it, it's it's great to be able to listen to questions of the community, provide insight and answers when I can, and then uh, you know interface with Loper and Randy. It's it's as I as I sit there and ponder what we just discussed. Uh, you know, people need help out there, and and it's not always obvious to people who they should call and i i one somebody told me one time long ago that you know i really like what you do there on the blitz because we're just sort of scared to call lawyers we don't know what's going to happen like when you call a law office you you, you don't know what to say what to do are you going to get charged are you not going to get charged i mean fees that is um and this is like a the, like this is for the people here i suppose so love providing this service uh, now if you have your own legal questions or you ever want uh, a question answered and you couldn't get through on the blitz no trouble go to lawyertalkpodcast dot submit a question in our q and a series and uh, I'll get you teed up uh, or you can always just try next week call Loper and Randy and uh, maybe you get through maybe maybe you become the lucky ones uh, so uh, it is uh, again wednesday march twenty third 2022 this is lawyer talk Podcast. We are doing the Blitz Q&A series here, and soon we're going to transfer over. We're going to click over in uh, studio terminology to the roundtable. And if you like those long roundtable discussions, never fear. You can catch those two at LawyerTalkPodcast.com. So until next Wednesday, this is Lawyer Talk off the record, on the air, answering questions with the Blitz until now.